MLive and News and Education present a celebration of hip-hop and culture for Black History Month. Brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. Alright, it is the McDonald's podcast. We are celebrating Black History Month and I am super excited about I'm excited about all of our guests, but very excited. Jay Cobb and I have been going back and forth before we were able to get on the phone to talk uh, about what people don't know is before I came to MLive, I worked for a radio station on the west side of the state called WSNX. And so hip hop was and still is in my blood. So I'm very excited to talk to all of you guys, but you specifically because Jay, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you. And second, secondly, when do you sleep? Because I was telling you before we started, like every time I check your stuff, Audio Mac, SoundCloud, whatever, there's a new song. Like, do you just live in a studio, or like, what do you <laughs> like? When do you have downtime? I pretty much don't have downtime. You know, there's always something calling my name or calling for my attention, and creativity and inspiration come at all hours of the day. So. so so let's let's kind of start there, Jay. Like, what are the things that inspire you? I know, um, you know, on Monday you posted the quote from President Clinton about Martin Luther King on the 50th anniversary of his assassination, and obviously he's a man that inspires a lot of us for a different reason. You know, depending sure. on what you're, how you connect to Dr. King. But what are some other things that inspire you, and, and you want to highlight for Black History Month and kind of talk about? Really, the things that inspire me. So I'm born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, obviously, in Indian Village on the east side of the city. And um, I attended private school my whole life. So I, I really like to say that I live in this, um, like, not bipolar, but two different worlds, like two different ends of the spectrum. And I've kind of grown up in that with that mindset. And so the things that really inspire me are highlighting you know, existing, maybe not problems, but existing obstacles that may be happening, you know, around the city that somebody in my position can kind of highlight and bring, shed some light on and start a conversation. So really my inspiration comes from living life and keeping my eyes open and surrounding myself with people from all different walks of life. I hope I answered your question. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that's a great place to start because I think for people who are listening to this podcast, one of the things that I, I think is a common misconception is kind of what you you just talked about is this this false dichotomy that Detroit is one thing because yes. it's it's many things all at the same time and I think it's easy for outsiders people who don't necessarily live in and around Detroit to think it's the same Detroit that you saw in RoboCop in the 1980s right exactly like, that's the yep. common perception that it's just it's crime ridden everything and and that really couldn't be further from the truth now it has its its litany of other problems as all cities do but give give us your perspective as you've kind of grown up in the city how much it's changed and maybe some of the things that inspire you about the changes happening in and around detroit certainly so it's so funny when i proudly wherever i go i say i'm from detroit michigan and you should see the looks on people's faces (laughs) when i say that to them they're like what somebody you know who may walk like you talk like you look like you from detroit no 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 you're not from the city but you know, you may be from Michigan, but where are you from? No, I'm actually from the city of Detroit. And I love countering people's comments when they say, oh, we hear Detroit's like really cool now and it's like the place to be. And I look at them with so much confidence and say Detroit was always the place to be. Sure. Just the, the fact that you didn't see it didn't mean that other people weren't, you know, inspired by the grit, the, the hustle, the just the culture that's in the city. You know, I'm getting goosebumps even talking about it because I don't know 
if many people know about my creative process, but I often come back to Detroit to write and to record my music. There are two studios that I work out of out of Detroit. It's because, you know, there's no other place like Detroit. It has the history of Motown that's woven into the fabric of the city, the Motor City, the assembly line. You know, Detroiters from around can go anywhere in the world and make it. And that's something that, you know, if they don't know that, I'm standing here to tell them that because we have something that's in our veins that nobody else has. And that and that's a gift. And we should all cherish that and put it towards whatever, whether it's rolling up your sleeves to be an artist, whether it's, you know, launching a business. You know, I go home to the city. I see so many more African-American entrepreneurs. And it's so exciting. I mean, a lot of some of them are my friends with Detroit Blows. Others are new friends and I'm getting to know, but it's just, that's, that's the energy that really inspires me and motivates me. And, you know, it, it, yeah, that's, I love that. I love seeing that with my city. Jay Cobb is joining us. You can find him uh, on social, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. This is Jay Cobb on the web at the Jay Cobb. And Jay, let's go back to you. You spoke briefly on one of my favorite topics to talk about in creativity, about the fact that you come back to the city. So when you're, creating a song like you just released why not uh maybe what five days ago six days ago because you write a new song every four minutes so there's like lots (laughs) of new stuff coming out but like what are you in a car driving around like what what is the creative process or do you do it all in the studio like how what is how does why not show up on the web like what what is the whole from start to finish what happens so that that was an interesting record um we had no beat or production so i went into the studio royal house recording in royal oak with um, Roger Goodman and Julian Solomon. And we ended up just making a beat from scratch. And I was inspired to, I wanted something different. Like when I think of my music, I want each body of music to push me to reach for a different place. And maybe even talk about things that may be uncomfortable. Why not have this like really weird production? And so I wrote one record in Detroit and it was a little bit more like Detroit flow. But then when I brought it back to New York and I was able to listen to it quite a few times, I took a step back and I repainted and kind of created something that was a little bit more on my heels to, to round out my project. So the creative process really depends on the record. Some records I've written, not to put a time limit on it, but I've written in like 20 or 30 minutes. They come sure. faster to me because sure. there's something already on my mind that I'd like to get off. Other records, you know take a month or a few months, you know, to really write and to scribble out, you know, and, and does it best, you know, you hear him writing at the pad and then scribbling them out in the back, in the background of a lot of his music, you know what I mean? And that's, that's real. And so that's, it all changes. Every single record is different. And I think that's the beauty of really creating a piece of art on top of the music and, you know, finding out more about yourself as an artist and as a human. And so how did you get here? Like, how did you pick this as a, as a thing to do? Right. Because, um, there's a million things that you can do. I mean, you alluded to the stuff coming out of Detroit from the entrepreneur side is so varied. It would take me a whole podcast to kind of hit every category, but like (laughs) what led you to music? So I'm classically trained on the piano, um, since the age of four and I played multiple different instruments throughout my classical training and band training at university of Liggett played the piano, I played the bassoon, the drums, you know, other percussive instruments. Um, is your is your there. is your family musically inclined or was yes. this got yes. it, okay. Very musically inclined. My mom loves to sing. My sister is an amazing singer. 
my grandma loves to sing. Like, music is just in our blood. Um, every weekend growing up, my mom had Luther Vandross playing, you know, food coming out of the kitchen. And, you know, it was just like yeah. music has always been a part of us. So it wasn't until I was in college at Wayne State University. I was recruited to play football in college, but I broke my jaw my senior year. And oh, brutal. I saw it as a sign because Kanye West had broken his jaw too. And he came out with spitting through the wire. So I was like, I'm not supposed to play football. You know, like this is a time for me to shut my mouth and like stop having these knee jerk reactions and these off the cuff remarks to people who I thought were against me. Just like turn inward and figure out like, what do I want to do? Um, and music was always calling and I never wanted, you know, to be a shadow artist. I have, you know, I worked, I did a small stint finance in New York City with Capital One. I launched a transmedia production company in San Francisco. And we took Hank Bowles Thomas's Question Bridge to Sundance Film Festival. I launched a music technology platform that was founded by an MBA from MIT and a couple uh, computer science PhD candidates at South by Southwest. And in doing all of this, I realized that I want to be an artist. So I want to be in the creative world for the rest of my life, but also want to be a musician and I've been recording. I started rapping when I was 12 and I've been recording ever since I was maybe 16. Wow. And so, yeah. Jay, you know, Jay, one of the things that I, I kind of want to wrap all of these up with is kind of some life lessons that people can take away. And the thing about you and, and I, I mean every word of this, like I could talk to you for two hours about all of this stuff because mm. you're a super interesting cat, but mm. um, we don't have that kind of time. So we got to <laughs> like condense it a little bit, but you just went through five huge life changes as if they were nothing that would have stopped most people in their tracks, right? Most people mm -hmm. will never write a screenplay, let alone release a movie. Most people mm -hmm. won't even go to South by Southwest, let alone make a technology to show people at South by Southwest. So we live in this amazing time where, I mean, like, just look at how we created this thing we're doing right now, right? I found yeah. you on the internet. I sent you a message, said, this is what I'm going to make. And you're like, yeah, sure, let's totally do that. Where mm -hmm. 20 years ago, right, that would be a much more different process. I would have to send a letter or, like, have a, a real contact <laughs> to get a, an actual phone number and all of that stuff. You and I, and I said this before we started, like, you don't need Atlantic Records to tell you it's okay to make a record. You just do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So for somebody who's listening to this, who may be 11, 12, 13, 14, and has an idea of starting something, mm -hmm. how do they do that? I think the first step is listening to that inner voice within yourself and being honest with yourself. You know, um, I don't think if you boil it down to being in a relationship, if you're going to be in a healthy relationship, you need to be in a healthy relationship with yourself first and foremost. So, you know, listen to that inner voice. Be, you know, honest with yourself and with those around you. And, you know, gosh darn it, I don't know if we're on this platform or not. Roll up your sleeves and do it. You know, when I started Stone Group Records and Stone Group Holdings Company, it was an idea. It was an idea. And it wasn't until I consistently continued to reach, to accomplish what my dad calls little victories every single day. You don't have to, you know, hit a home run your first time up at bat. You can just get on base or you can strike out and you can learn from that. But it is important to just roll your sleeves up and do it. And to silence a lot of the outer voices or those periphery voices who may be trying to doubt you or telling you not to do something. All it takes is one person to believe. And that first person is you. So once you do that, 
it's amazing when you start to continue to breathe positivity and good energy into whatever you're doing. And if it's honest, the world will, resp will respond to you and the universe will respond to you and create opportunities and open doors for you. Jay Cobb, it has been an absolute pleasure. There are, uh, a, like I said, a bunch of songs you can check out. Uh, another you you can find on YouTube, K11 on YouTube. Why not? Like you just released a couple days ago that you can find yep. on, on AudioMac. But start with thejaycobb.com to get to the website and then find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Jay, which, which one do you like the most? Because I know everyone has all these channels, but most people have, a, have one that they like to be on more. Which one is that for you? You know, I really enjoy Instagram. Um, and Twitter, Twitter, because it's kind of just like, you know, stream of conscience. It's like, I can just like talk, but Instagram is probably the best. I really enjoy that. All right. So um, this is Jay Cobb on Instagram and Twitter. If you want a stream of consciousness or an image based representation of what Jay is working on, Jay, it's been yeah. awesome. Best of luck in 2018. And we will talk again so much, soon. Rick. Sounds good, man. Have a great day. Bye-bye.